Hello and welcome to All Indians Matter. I am Ashraf Engineer. Underscoring the rising religious discrimination in India, research released earlier this year found that Muslim children face systematic exclusion at the pre-primary level in Delhi's private schools. The study found that less than 3% of the Muslim children who applied to private unaided schools at the nursery level were admitted. Certain schools showed zero admission of Muslim children. The research article titled Early Educational Marginalization for Muslim Children in India, an analysis of nursery school admission in private schools of Delhi, India, showed that educational marginalization of Muslims starts at an early age. All Indians Matter we have on the show Jannat Fatima Faruqi, a PhD research scholar at the Department of Social Work at Delhi University, who researched and co-authored the study along with Sukanya Sen, who has also been a research scholar at the same department. Jannat completed her master's in social work from the Tata Institute of Social Sciences, Sciences and her primary research interests are in the areas of child protection, ethnicity, racism and minority rights. She has published and presented several papers at national and international forums around the topic of Islamophobia, religious bullying and its effects on Muslim children and youth. She is the proud mother of two beautiful daughters, Sakina and Masuma. Welcome to the show, Jannat. Hello. Hi, Ashraf. Thank you for having me here. Thank you for being here. Jannat, what made you think of this as the subject of your research? Was it some personal experience? So, as you said that I have done my uh, master's and my MPhil from the Department of Social Work and from Tata Institute. When I did my MPhil, it was on a very uh, neutral topic. Uh, it was about parental involvement and how it affected academic achievement of children. And I wanted to carry on doing the same because uh, in India, it's very convenient to not touch religious topics, especially in research and especially if you're uh, from a Muslim minority uh, background. So I had decided to do that as well for my PhD. But uh, given the present situation of the country and some of my own personal experiences, uh, I, I, I had to take up this topic. And the topic of my PhD research right now is how Islamophobia currently is affecting Muslim children's uh, mind and how Muslim youth uh, in India. So uh, what happened, uh, as you said, yes, there was a personal incident. Um, uh, as you have mentioned that uh, I have two daughters. Uh, the elder one is six years old. And uh, as all of us in Delhi, all, our, all the parents in Delhi must be knowing that uh, getting admission in uh, a PhD uh, uh, curriculum is easier, but getting admission for a nursery admission in Delhi is very tough. So there are parents filling in forms, 100 forms, 50, uh, uh, 200 forms just for that one seat. So we went through that same uh, ordeal. And uh, finally, we got admission in a uh, in a good school uh, in, uh, in where we live in South Delhi and we were happy uh, but when I saw the name of my child uh, which is a distinctly Muslim name uh, I could see that out of the 300 children who had got admission Sakina was uh, the only Muslim explicitly Muslim child in that list and that was very worrisome for me um, uh, not because I don't, uh, I mean, we are a minority here. This is a, a, a Hindu majority country, so that's fine. But this, we are, uh, uh, in India, it's 16, um, the number of Muslim children is 16%. 
to so just to have that one child in 300 children who are getting admission was worrisome for me uh, so this was the personal incident uh, that took place uh, during the uh, nursery admission of my uh, daughter that uh, i thought that i'll further research into is this the scenario in this particular school in delhi or is it uh, the same for all other private schools also and how did you go about conducting your research i'm referring here to the samples the methodology etc so uh, to begin with uh, it was a little difficult for me because as i said that i am a muslim and to keep those biases away from my research was how i first approached my uh, study so this is a quantitative study it does not require uh, it does it does not have a uh, narrative experiences or of uh, uh, voices of children or their parents so uh, what i did was i simply went to the uh, websites of different schools in delhi and i uh, uh, started doing a, a very quantitative uh, rigorous quantitative uh, strat- uh, stratified sampling uh, which means that uh, uh, proportional stratified uh, sampling means that if in say west delhi the number number of schools are uh, five so uh, uh, i uh, uh, and the population of that uh, muslim uh, population is that much so i i did it proportionally it was a very uh, quantitative study and uh, uh, once i got the sample from each district in uh, of delhi so uh, i started going to those sites of that of those schools and i started seeing list by list how many muslim uh, students are getting admission in that a particular school of course there is a limitation here because i was going only by name so if it was an explicitly muslim name then i was picking it up but uh, even if the uh, i mean even if uh, uh, the uh, the finding show very uh, very small percentage of muslim uh, as we'll talk further a uh, muslim children getting admission so even if there was an uh, uh, an error say, uh, then also keeping that error also in mind the proportionate of muslim children getting admissions in these private school is drastically low Yeah I mean I, I don't think there would have been too much of a swing even if there were some names that were not explicitly muslim as it were that's really what you're trying to say Janata uh, is the exclusion of muslim students restricted to poor students or is this across economic status In this study it was found out that th- these private schools mainly cater to uh, uh, the so called rich of uh, Uh, of the capital so uh, i'm sure that this discrimination is not limited to uh, only economically weaker section or poor student it is for uh, for everybody uh, i belong to a, maybe a middle class family and it is the same uh, for me uh, uh, who whoever takes part in this race uh, will face the discrimination irrespective of the socio economic class you refer to a points based admission system in delhi could you detail it could you elaborate on it So uh if uh, you look into how admissions take place uh in uh, nursery schools which is the foundational admission uh, uh in indian education system is the nursery school admission so it, it is a very elitist uh, point system based uh, uh admission process in which uh, the most amount of points uh, for a child to get admission is given to the neighborhood or the locality that they are in so if you are in the vicinity of that school so you will get uh, like say 70 points for muslims the uh, the advantages uh, uh, these private schools are um, basically situated in uh, uh, 
rich so called rich uh, society uh, colonies and localities of delhi and we do not find uh, very many muslims living in those societies uh, unfortunately many of us are concentrated in ghettos of the city so for us the neighborhood points uh, gets uh, minimized uh, the next uh, is about uh, uh, the alumina and uh, if you have siblings if your parents are alumina in those schools or if your parents are teachers in those schools so all these three things uh, this uh, marginalization of muslims is not uh, we are not talking about today or just uh, uh, for about a year or so it, it's an intergenerational marginalization that we are facing since independence so uh, it is uh, i mean the possibilities of uh, muslim parents being alumina of these private schools is low of course the siblings going to the same schools is low and us living near these schools uh, in the posh uh, localities of delhi is low so we fall back on each and every point elitist point system that there is yeah that brings me actually to another statistic that you mentioned in your study that the growth in literacy rates among muslims is lower than among scheduled castes and scheduled tribes could you tell us the numbers and what do you attribute this to so uh, i i would not be able to tell you the exact numbers uh, uh, you can refer to the paper that uh, you uh, we are talking about it will have the research study which uh, has quoted these numbers uh, but uh, i what i want to say is that uh, since the time of independence this was not the case i mean uh, uh, muslims were not that far behind uh, th- this far behind um, uh, uh, other uh, minorities in the country other caste based uh, and tribe based minorities but over the years the marginalization has occurred uh, in so at, at so many economic and educational levels that this uh, this has happened over the years and this is where we are right now and uh, though there There is reservations for um, SC, ST, uh, and OBC, and th- uh, those reservations have their own importance. But uh, the the ne- the realization right now is that Muslims are behind them in uh, socio economic status, and there is no stepping stepping reservations or stepping stones for Muslims to uh, 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 I mean get past that. So. In fact, at a mere three percent overall, there's already significant discrimination. So. Does it get worse for girl children? Uh, my research study says that yes, it does get worse for a uh, girl ch- uh, for the girl child, and um, uh, for me as a uh, Muslim parent, uh, I mean, of course, uh, the most obvious argument that we can make is that maybe Muslim parents are not sending their girl children to private schools, uh, and they, maybe they are restricting them to. Um, Uh, to madrasa education or a uh, uh, or local school education which is near uh, their vicinity uh, in the ghettos or uh, in the localities that they are staying but for me as a mother of a muslim girl child the problem is just not about um, Uh, uh about parents not sending it is about when the girl child is uh, uh is going to uh, is is studying in 6th standard or 7th standard and she decides to uh, wear a hijab or a head scarf then the uh, she is very explicit, explicitly muslim so you know uh, that fear of sending our girl children to school when she she is choosing to wear uh, a muslim symbol an explicitly visible muslim symbol uh, 
uh, it's a tough decision for many of us to whether do we want to send our children, uh, girl children to uh, um, uh, schools in, in which uh, uh, religious discrimination or bullying might happen just because of her Muslim uh, appearance. Uh, in fact, the study shows that the ratio of Muslim children who got admission under economically weaker sections and the disadvantaged group in private schools is higher compared to the admission of Muslim children under the general category. How do you explain that? And also, is there any nuance uh, that this data indicates that we would miss in the first reading? Uh, so, uh, it's very easy, actually. According to the Right to Education Act, uh, 20, uh, each of these private schools... Uh, 25 they have to reserve 25% of the uh, seats for economically weaker section um uh, which includes muslims also so uh, but it, it includes everybody who falls in the uh, the EWS category so uh, interestingly uh, for this EWS category uh, uh, admission there is no point system so everybody can apply the my findings came out that uh, percentage of muslim children between 0 to 5 years in delhi is 16% so ideally, the number of uh, the percentage of Muslim children who should be getting admission should be around 15 to 16 percent only. So uh, when I did it, that uh, I researched that when uh, the point system is removed and a fair chance, fair play is given to everybody. So uh, the uh, percentage of Muslim children getting admission for EWS ca category was also around 16 percent. So I mean, it's not that parents are not applying. Uh, it's that the if the this elitist point system uh, we remove it and we give everybody a fair chance, then uh, the proportion the proportion will be um, uh, what it has to be. So that's a good point. Uh, let's go beyond the admissions for a second. How does denial of admission affect Muslim children over the course of their lives? Uh, so uh, in India, these uh, admissions into these private schools is actually the unfortunately the stepping stone for a lifelong race that we are that we get into of uh, getting into the best uh, uh, colleges, the competition of uh, getting the best jobs, and so it starts here. So when we uh, when Muslim children don't get into these uh, uh, private schools which are based on English curriculum and English speaking, so uh, uh, the discrimination uh, it, it just starts here, and uh, further on in life it, it just gets um, uh, it's get, it gets worse. And if admission does happen, are there any other forms of discrimination, Muslim? Uh, students face in school. I know you've already spoken a little bit when you mentioned about uh, the wearing of the hijab. And what is the psychological impact of these other forms of discrimination? So uh, this study is actually quantitative. Uh, but uh, as I said that I'm doing my PhD in a very similar topic and I'm exploring how Islamophobia uh, means the fear of Islam or Muslims that is being created in the country right now. Uh, we just see it at a very uh, in a very adult centric adult centric lens that we are seeing this problem, but the problem is much deeper. It is affecting Muslim children going to uh, everywhere in madrasas in uh, private schools, and uh, the th this I'm just deviating a little from this particular research study and some of the uh, uh, interviews that I'm taking of Muslim children and Muslim parents is very worrisome. Just an eight-year-old uh, child told me that I am proud to be a Muslim, but I'm also scared to be a Muslim. So uh, she, that child, she's um, uh, hearing the news. She, uh, 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 there are teenagers who are on social media 
and uh, they are constantly reading the uh, Muslim bashing that is happening uh, all the time. So um, uh, a teacher, in fact, of one of my sample participants uh, uh, asked that boy, the 13-year-old boy, that why did... Uh, you, why did you uh, participate in the Pulwama attack? So why do you think Pulwama attack happened? And the uh, the boy had no idea about what sh what uh, is happening. What why is she asking this? So she was asking this only because he was a Muslim. So at, at uh, so I mean uh, to be a Muslim in India right now and uh, to be in a, um, a classroom where you maybe you are the only Muslim uh, is. Um, uh, is worrisome and there is religious bullying that is taking place. So let me just uh, make sure I got this right. Somebody asked a child why he participated in the Purvama attack. Yes. Yeah. So this was uh, a teacher or was it somebody? This was a teacher. No, this was a teacher of a very reputed school in South Delhi. Uh, and uh, uh, and he, uh, I'm going to uh, just say it in Hindi. Why the Purvama attack? So, uh, so this was uh, this is what was uh, uh, asked to a child, and you can imagine the kind of psychological impact that is uh, when the entire country is, you know, uh, uh, against the Pulwama attack, and they are saying that we should be with the Indian Army, and you're asking a child that why ha why are you why are you people doing this to us, you know? So this uh, distinct uh, this bigotry between us and them uh, uh, is. Uh, is there in the mindset of people and it is getting transferred to our children. It's absolutely shocking. And isn't uh, this a reflection of the current trend of religious discrimination we are seeing in the country? Uh, of course, of course it is. The, uh, I mean, uh, uh, I just feel that what was uh, maybe there in the mind earlier, uh, now people are not hesitant to vocalize their thoughts. And uh, uh, you, you might feel bad about some things. You might not agree to some things. But of course, there is a, a, a civil order that we all, uh, that I was there uh, in the India that I grew up in. And, uh, so that civil order, uh, uh, that respect for each other and uh, the the, uh, 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 the respect for each other's um, distinctiveness, you know, uh, 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 we are losing it. And uh and people are uh, ready to ask very hurtful and discriminatory questions, uh, even to children. It's very disturbing. Has the Delhi government reacted to your study? Uh, no, I, I, I have not uh, received any such something. Um, you're a practicing Muslim yourself. Uh, how did you ensure against unconscious biases in your study? I know you've said that you didn't actually speak to people. Are there, is there, are there any other safeguards that you built in? Uh, see, uh, um, uh, as I said, that this was a literature uh, a desk review kind of study. So there was no, um, uh, uh, I mean, there was no scope for any biases coming in. It was very statistical. But what I have realized uh, during my data collection in my PhD was that I have, for anybody who's doing research from in the same area that they are coming from and from the same background. So uh, why should I be so worried about the biases? As in the, uh, this researcher reflexivity is a beautiful thing. So when if a, if a girl is a Muslim girl is seeing me in a hijab and she's able to uh, talk to me uh, heart to heart uh, just because I'm from the same background 
so uh, i don't feel that you know we should be so uh, especially in research we should be so stuck upon uh, uh, and being unbiased and uh, not taking a stand uh, this is what research is about right taking a stand and uh, voicing your opinion absolutely yeah bringing human humanism back into the research extremely critical so now you frame the problem your study tells us what the problem is but what are the solutions uh see the solution uh, at a policy level i mean there's much debate going on about um, the, the suture and all and i don't want to get into that uh, there is uh, i we can't do much about it but for me the solution is uh, for our, for muslim parents to identify that religious bullying is happening i mean we are very aware at a, even at a pre primary level that child sexual abuse happens so we teach our children about good touch and bad touch from a very small age so why why does this happen because we know that it is happening we are able uh, we are aware about it we are able to identify it and they are child friendly means to uh, uh, means to address this problem now the first step is to identify and be aware that this kind of problem this kind of religious bullying your child is going through even if you open the news channel and the child is sitting there in the living room with you the, it is an impact on his or her mind so we need to communicate uh with our children we need to talk about it uh teachers school administration school counselors social workers need to be aware that this kind of discrimination is happening for muslim children in india and we need to be very vigilant about uh any uh, uh, unfortunate um uh, things not happening to children so um uh, uh, the awareness and identification uh, is the key right now for many people in uh, uh, in the school system absolutely so janath here's the question i always ask each one of my guests as the final question in the conversation why do you do this work uh it is not a, uh i mean it it, it is uh, i mean i don't think about uh, what i'm doing as it's not a very conscious uh, thing that i'm uh, uh, that uh, i should be doing it's my life you know it's my reality uh, so uh, uh, it's my child's reality i'm uh, i'm i'm Uh, mothering a muslim in uh, in india in 2021 if uh, if i don't speak about my reality then who will so uh, it is a, 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 a it is what i live uh, every day so i have to speak about it absolutely janat given the prevailing situation in the country it's critical that we don't shy away from harsh realities your study highlights a very important form of religious discrimination one that should make us sit up and take notice so thank you for being on the show uh thank you ashraf and before i uh, we end this uh, i just want to say that uh, islam uh, stands for five things it's uh, love peace mercy justice and humanity and freedom so uh, this is the meaning of islam and i hope you all uh, uh, if anybody who is listening to me knows that uh, uh, every practicing muslim is following these things of love peace mercy justice and freedom janat thanks a lot for being on the show absolute pleasure thank you thank you thank you so much ashraf thank you thank you all for listening please visit allindiansmatter.in that's a l l i n d i a n s m a t e r . i n for more columns and audio podcasts you can follow me on twitter at ashraf engineer that's a s h r a f e n g i n w e r and all indians count that's a l l 
I-N-D-I-A-N-S-C-O-U-N-T. Search for the All Indians Matter page on Facebook. On Instagram, the handle is All Indians Matter. Email me at editor at allindiansmatter.in. Catch you again soon. <laughs>